It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com. Kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and this evening I'm with my co-hosts Warren Carr and Austin Pinto and we are recording on Saturday the 26th of June 2021. On this episode we have the usual announcements from Austin. Our Android Basics Stroke Must Have Apps section this week looks at OCR apps uh, for reading printed material. Do keep a lookout for our In Focus section, because that does indeed feature Google Lookout with an interview uh, uh, with Google. And our Android journey this week comes to you from John Dyer. How are we all doing, boys? Great Saturday, Ed. Loving it. Bright sun out there. Can't wait to get this thing done and go sit out there in the sun and enjoy it. It's kind of getting hot today, but catch it while it's still good. Something in Mumbai, Austin? Yeah, it's a great Saturday and the rain has disappeared for some reason and it's become hot again. I don't know when the rain will come back. It's very bad. Uh, it's a nice day here too. Uh, I went to the pub briefly. Uh, then it started raining just as I was walking home, which is a bit annoying. But uh, yeah, a good Saturday here too. So sunny and raining. So I'm guessing there's a rainbow somewhere. Over to you, Austin, then for the announcements. <laughs> So this week, we have got very less in the field of announcements. It has become very easy now if you want to share the URL of our YouTube channel because we have got a custom URL. Thank you to all the subscribers that we got it only after we achieved certain subscribers. So the custom URL, if you want to share the YouTube channel with your friend, is youtube.com slash users. It is all one word, no capitals, no everything in small letters. So it's all one word and you can easily share it now with your friends. And also we have got some extra content on YouTube because Google has changed the Play Store layout. So Warren has done a small demonstration on how to navigate the UI on the Play Store and how to find out everything. So that is it from the announcement section. Thanks, Austin. Yeah, that'll be much easier to share the URL. And do keep an eye on the YouTube channel. We mentioned this a few podcasts ago and a few show notes ago, but we will be putting up more content on the YouTube channel than can fit in the podcast. So subscribe and more importantly, ding the dinger so that you do get notified when that content goes up. Now we move to our uh, the next in the series of our must-have apps category. And this week, we are looking at OCR apps. Now, OCR, as many of you will know, will stand for Optical, optical Character Recognition. And this is about recognizing printed text and having it read back to us uh, via speech and uh, perhaps uh, via Brailleback. Um, it's a lot easier, I think, to uh, access OCR apps on the phone than it used to be. I remember when KNFB Reader first launched and you had to pay about £1,500, pounds for uh, some questionable Nokia Symbian phone and then uh, about $100 to buy the um, KNFB app on Android. But happily, uh, options are uh, much greater now and in many instances uh, cheaper. 
what we're going to do primarily today is Warren has a bit of text. He is going to show that text via various different apps, and we'll see what the experience is like on those different apps. Uh, Warren, over to you. Okay, Ed, so you're talking about KNFB Reader. Um, what that reminds me of, though, you forgot that they first started with a Canon camera, and that's how it got started. And I remember, I don't remember how much that thing was. Was it using an A95? I don't remember which of the Canon cameras that was, but that's where they got started. Remember that? Before they moved to the mobile. And so we've come a long way in trying to get OCR directly on our phones. And of course, as you mentioned, that thing was very expensive. And so was the other one. I, I want to say, was it maybe like $2,000? I don't remember, to be honest. But anyway, so here we are today, and we have just a plethora of OCR packages that one could have. I probably have over four pages of OCR packages in my OCR folder. And today, though, we just want to focus on those that are just mainly intended for the blind. And that would be the likes of Lookout, Envision, SuperSense, Sullivan Plus, ID, for some reason, is crashing on my Android 12. And so I wouldn't be demonstrating the ID uh, OCR today. There's also the scanner, which is from the uh, voice dream reader guys. Now Legere. Now it simply says uh, Legere, but it says scanner. So those are the ones that I probably would be putting through. And of course, there's a speak. And I think Austin is going to show us the layout of it. But my main thing is to show who sits on top of that hill. You know, who's going to be the king on the hill will do this thing offline, see who supports offline and who doesn't. I know for sure that the ID doesn't. So uh, that one is out of the question right now. So I'm going to show you uh, which one does not and which one does what. In other words, I'm going to show you which one does what and which one cannot do that very same thing. Brilliant. Thanks, Warren. Uh, what are you going to start with? So I think I'm going to put my phone now in the airplane mode. Device because that's the only way we're going to find out whether or not one does offline mode or one doesn't. Because there are times that you don't want anything of yours to be online. Um, I don't want to be scanning my credit card, for example, with the thing accessing the internet. So I would want to make sure that the one I want to use the most or whatever may have offline support. So I'm going to put my phone in airplane mode and then we'll try these things and see who is king and or who is queen. I think the other thing to say about offline mode, that's right. Um, if you do want to use an app that does use uh, an online mode, uh, you might want to get in touch with that app and see what security standards and protocols they comply with. Because obviously there are security standards and protocols that they could comply with, which might make you feel more comfortable with that. But in general, I agree with Warren. Uh, stick to one that uses offline. Turn on airplane mode. As you can hear, I'm using one of the Voxygen voices, and this is Amanda, the sad lady. But I wanted to make sure that we have the same TTS engine as I try to read this thing that I have written out. So I have set my phone now to the airplane mode, and I will now bring my page of the OCR packages and go through the ones that we've mentioned. Camera, 
folder OCR for lookout folder open four by four. And sometimes lighting, or not sometimes, but in reality, lighting plays a very important role when it comes to doing OCR. And if you don't have good lighting, sometimes you're not going to get good result unless, of course, the OCR package uh, in question has auto flash. And if it doesn't, sometimes some of them have manual flash that you can turn on. And so I don't have lighting in here. So I'm going to start with Lookout. I'm going to move away from the microphone a little bit. So I'm going to turn up the volume a little bit so you can hear. Because the setting, uh, the setup that I have here does not afford me to have the page in front of the microphone. So it's to the side. Lookout. Lookout. Accessibility volume set to 80%. Lookout documents mode. Change language English selected. Button. Move device towards bottom right. To close, move away. Move away. Try taking a snapshot to scan what's in doc. Take snapshot. Scan item details. Close details button. Okay, so I just took a picture of it. Sometimes, you know, it keeps telling you, hey, you know, you're too close or whatever, or it could just simply say, hey, go ahead and take the picture. And so that's what I just did. And so I'm going to put my finger down to read what I just uh, took a picture of. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue with the must-have apps, we come to the 29th episode in which the OCR packages happens to be the category for discussion. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. So that's Lookout, and that's in the uh, document mode. Now, some apps have both document mode and instant read. So this is the document mode in Lookout. I will now try the... Uh, instant read and see what we get. So I'm going to back out of here. Move device text mode. Three of I'm seven. I'm going to tap on text. Can't detect text. Text selected. Look out text mode. Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us, Todd, as we continue with the must-have apps. We've come to the OCO packages happens to be the category for DCSC and who's going to be crowned king. Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. I don't know if you are able to hear that, but that was the instant read. And of course, there was maybe one or two. Uh, for instance, in discussion, I think it kind of uh, maybe missed the letter N and also another letter somewhere. And uh, that's the instant read because the instant read, unlike the document mode, however, does not have the guide. I will now move to the next and folder OCR. Sullivan Plus. We have Sullivan Plus. Now, Sullivan Plus is another one, and I'm going to open that app and let's take a look. Text recognition. Text recognition. Capture. Button. Capture with the volume keys. Capture button. Text I'm going to capture. 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 Internet is not connected. Aha. Uh -huh. I am told that Internet is not connected. So, Sullivan Plus you must have an internet connectivity. And since I'm already in an airplane mode, I'm not going to bother about trying to enable internet right now. I'll keep going. And so I'm going to close out of Sullivan Plus. Okay. Sullivan Plus, 15 of 15, folder OCR, lookout. The next one we want to take a look at Supersense. will be SuperSense. And we'll see if SuperSense allows me to do offline or not. I'm going to tap on SuperSense. SuperSense, menu, button, start reading, button. 
I'm going to try the document mode first, just like I did with Lookout. And then I'll do the uh, start reading, which is the uh, instant read. Tap to switch read mode. Current. And it crashed on my Android 12. This is not Pixel good. Launcher. Home. Uh, let's try again. Super sense. Menu. Button. Start reading. Button. I'm just going to hit the start reading, which would be the instant read mode. Uh, because I tried to switch the um, reading modes and it simply crashed on me. So here I go. I'm reading text. Please point your camera to text. Sound settings. Everyone and thank you US Zero much for Joe winning us today. Continue with the must have apps. We've come to a two and just happens to be the category for discussion. Going to be Brown King. I noticed we put these apps to the test. Hello everyone and thank you so much, Phil. As we continue with the must have app OCO packages happens to be the category. Who's going to be Brown King? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the if that was low, I couldn't turn up the volume there, but I'm trying to see if I could switch that. Tap to switch read mode. Current button. Oh no, it crashed again. Close app button. Okay, that's super sense. Let's move Pixel over launcher, now to... Folder, OCR, um, ID Pro, Envision AI. Envision is one of those. Envision AI, magnifier button. So I'm going to start with the document mode. Turn flash on button. Start read. Read document. Okay. It looks like you are not connected to the internet. Some functions might not be available. Okay, button. And I'm told that it looks like I'm not connected to the internet and some functions may not be available. Okay. Though what I thought, though, it does have uh, okay, button. the offline capability, I thought, because in the settings... It does, let's see. Find general tab, two of five. Find glasses tab, help tab. And help. that's in the help, there's the settings. Let's see. Check subscriptions, account details. Check subscriptions, what's new. Help heading, read tutorials, give feedback, request to call, settings, heading. Offline instant text recognition, faster recognition with instant text for languages based on Latin scripts. Switch on. Okay. Automatic language. Offline instant text recognition, faster recognition. Yeah, so offline is checked. Automatic language detection. Automatically read the text in the detected languages. When turned off, text will be read on your phone's default language. Switch on. Okay, let's see. Let's Offline try something. Automatic language detection. Automatically read the text in the detected languages. When turned off, text will be read on your phone's default language. Off. Showing items 1 let's to 13 Let's try that. See if, if it makes any difference. Okay. I'm going to try one more time. Uh, let's see. Read document out of list. It looks like you are not connected to the internet. It looks like you, okay. Envision well, line. folks, Read I'm not going to waste our time on that. So Envision apparently is not letting me do offline window. mode. Now I'm going to move to the next. Camera, folder, OCR, four or more items, speak. Here's speak. Let's try speak. Speak. Flash automatic. Document button. And I'm going to tap on document here on speak. Speak. 11%. Progress bar 11%. So much for joining us today. As we continue with the must have apes. We come to the two aqua packages happens to be the category for discussion. Zero percent. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apes to the test. 
Um, I'm going to try the instant. Scan button. So you tap on scan and then you tap on text. Barcode. Text. Okay. So here's the instant read. Um, and I think this one gives you like a guidance mode. So I'm going to tap here. Scanning text. Speak. Speak. Scan text. Out of list. Move right. Move right. Move left. Move right. Move left. Move right. Ah, oh, come on. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue with the must-have apes, we come to the 29th episode in which the, the category for discussion. Akra Packages happens to be who's going to be crowned king. Stay tuned as we put these apes to the hello. So that was speak. I think we have screen, one more that is specially made for the blind, and that would be the Voice Dream Scanner, formerly known as Voice Dream Scanner and now called the Gear. L-E-G-E-R-E, and I'm going to find that I think it's on my fourth page of the OCR folder. Folder, OCR, logout, folder, page two, KNFB reader, mobile docs, KNFB. Oh, there's KNFB reader, and you know what? It was working on Android 12. Now that I've found it, oh, how about we give it a test? Shall we do that, Ed? <laughs> I think we should. I think we KNFB should. Reader. I think we should give it a run. The venerable old stager. <laughs> You know, uh, he's, he's, he's a veteran he's been sat in the bleachers for a bit but maybe he's fit to pitch when all the other pitchers are injured let's <laughs> let, let, let's get him on you are right this is a veteran and we need to uh give it that respect shall we it's game seven no one else is fit he's gonna he's gonna be the opening Stack, pitcher knfb reader okay it's on you knfb knfb yeah. reader lock full version button disabled Oh, maybe it probably has to download all the stuff first because I've never used it. So it'll be unfair to say it doesn't work offline because it first needs to download some sort of a package. And so I need to turn on my internet back on. Turn off airplane mode. Google Assistant. Tap to dismiss Assistant. There we go. So airplane mode is, the power. is off. Austin. So let's see Recent here. Apps. Home screen one of five. Folder OCR. Logout. Let's go bring up KNFB Reader Page again. Page three. KNFB Reader. Take picture. Take picture of the document and read the text. Button. KNFB Reader. Okay. Select up. Take picture. Take picture of the document and read the text. Button. Okay. Seems like it's working Message. now. Telegram. And now, since it's working, I'm going to go back to... The airplane mode. Turn on airplane mode. All right, I believe that I have turned it on. Pixel launcher. Let's see. App. Recent apps. Google KNFB Reader. KNFB Reader. Take picture. Take picture of the document and read the text. Button out of list. Take picture. Page one of one. Settings. I took the picture. Um, we do OCR button. Add page to document. But view image button. Save document button. Hmm. Next sentence button. 
Play button. Pause. Play. Pause. Play. Nothing happened. This. We do OCR. Change text recognition. We do OCR button. Set language. Current selection English button. Select document type. Current type multi column button. Change text recognition. We do OCR button. Okay, I'm gonna try again one Page more button. time because. Take picture. Take I'm giving it a benefit of the, the doubt. Button. KNSB reader. Take picture. Field of view report. Report camera position relative to the document. Button. Let's try that and see. No report available. Please try again. Field of view report. Report camera position relative. Take picture. Take picture of the document and read the text. Take picture. And it just crashed. Pixel launcher. Home. Okay, I bet KNFB Reader doesn't want me to do it offline. Folder. Uh, let's go to Voice Dream or Legere. My eyes. Scanner. I think this is it. Scanner. Ledger. Capture image button. Now, with Legere, what happens is that you hear these tones. The, the louder the tone is, that tells you that all four corners are in view. And when you hear that, then you need to just hold your camera steady and then uh, it will shoot the picture. And once it shoots the picture, don't move the camera away because if you do, it may skew some text. So just hold that until what has been scanned is being displayed or if it starts reading for you, if you've chosen to do the auto read. So I'm going to point it at my document and because we have the different modes as well. 9.58 a.m. Device unlocked. Scanner. Capture image button. Processing. Discard button. When it finishes processing, you hear that click sound. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue with the must-have apps, we come to the 29th episode in which the OCR packages happens to be the category for discussion. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. And that was the uh, Legere or Voice Dream Scanner. Now, um, let's see. I don't think it has an instant Audio settings button. mode. Uh, view text or image showing text button. Audio settings. View text or image. Enhance image off edge detection button. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining. Okay. Edge Enhance view text audio settings. Play button. That's the play. Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue with the must-have apps, we come to the 29th episode in which the OCR packages happens to be the category for discussion. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. Okay, so that... Discard button. And I could discard... Keep button. Or keep. So you could either discard or keep. And so I'm going to go... Discard button. Discard. Capture image button. Okay. Let's batch see. mode off button. This batch mode... Auto capture on button. Image preview, double tap the cap settings button, import photo but edge detection on but flash off button, capture image button. As you can see, Home screen, one of I am not showing any of the settings or the layout and all of that. All that we were interested in is the ability to capture text. Now, some of them do barcode reading, which we didn't get into. However, I think Austin wanted to show the layout of the Speak app, right, Austin? Yeah, I want to show the layout of Speak app. Speak. 
speak is using your camera. Tap to change. Accessibility volume set to 80. Settings. Flash automatic. So the topmost button is called the flash automatic, which is the auto flash that Warren spoke about. Settings. Then we have settings under that. Let's go in that. Pop-up window. Select text to speech engine in list. You can select your TTS. Language detection. And detect all the languages that you want it to detect. Set talking speed. Set your talking speed. Set text size. And the text size is it will show you how big the text is on the screen. Like it will, you can change the text size that appears on your screen. Set text recognition engine. You can select different engines. Set text and the one that supports engine. is check. Speak offline in Google Lens online. Either speak offline or Back. Google Lens online. Speak. Text selection. You can do text selection here, but I have not. I have no text, so I will not cannot show color that. Detection. It can detect colors, so that is nice. So that is it from the Back. settings window. Speak settings. More options button. Then you have more options. Chat in list tutorial. There is chat, tutorial. Invite friends. You can invite friends to speak. Rate app. And rate app. Contact developer. So that is it from the options. Speak. More app. Document. Button. So these are the different modes of the app. And this clicking that you hear is because I'm moving the phone around. I'm not moving the phone where there is any text. But every time the focus changes, you can hear this clicking sound. Identify. Button. You can identify things. Feature requires Google Lens. It uses Play Google Store. Lens. Zero back. Which I don't have. Using your camera, tap to change. So that is it from the speech layout. It's a very simple app. There is nothing much in the layout of speak. It's a very simple OCR app. And like I said, you know, I didn't show the layout of all these other ones, but uh, they have the layouts. You can go in there and check all their layouts and all of that. But so our verdict, guys, after hearing all of these, what do you guys think? Who sits on the top of that hill as king? Well, one thing that strikes me is we've set the bar very, very high. Yeah, we did by requiring offline mode because what we've essentially done is eliminated probably the two most popular uh, Android OCR apps, uh, look out aside, and that is Envision and SuperSense. Okay, you know what? Let me bring the internet I back. Think, I, I think, think you, you should. Yeah, you, you made a demo Envision and SuperSense. <laughs> you made I a good they, point. <laughs> yeah, I think they are not on the top of the hill, but I think we need to demonstrate them. <laughs> let's let's bring the internet back. You are right, Ed. We should now I'm gonna switch to the internet mode and then we'll do this test again, run them through. Ten oh five AM device unlocked. Turn off airplane mode. Google Assistant. Now I'll try SuperSense and uh, Envision because we've already done the other ones and those ones uh, flew in the offline mode, so which is good. Folder, OCR, lookout. All right, so four. here we go. I'm moving away now a Pixel little bit. Launcher. It's super sense. Sullivan Plus. We'll start with Sullivan Plus. Text recognition, zoom out button. Okay, I'm going to capture. Usually it tells you text detected. Correct capture, 
Button capture with the volume keys. Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us today. We continue with the must-have apps. We come to the 29th episode packages happens to be the category for discussion. That's going to be Crown King. Tune as we put these apps to the test. Text not detected. Now, so it will tell you text capture, not detected or text detected. Now, text detected. Uh, what so, I like so about you know, Sullivan Plus is the fact that it also does handwritten material, uh, which Lookout does not. And I think that, Ed, you remember if Leisure does handwritten material? I don't I'm remember. I'm not sure. Envision certainly does. Um, yeah, I know Envision does. Yeah, I'm not sure if Leisure does. I, I'm not. I'm not certain on that, so I can't say for sure that it does or does not. Anyways, that was Sullivan Plus. I will now go on and invoke Envision. A Super Sense you need to do as well at some point. Look out. Yes, so both yeah. Super Sense and Envision. Yeah. Envision AI. Envision AI. Magnifier button. Okay, so I'm not hearing complain about internet and... Read document out of list. Read document. Move bottom right. Move away from the document. Move bottom. Move bottom. Move left. Move left. All edges visible. Hold steady. Process navigate up button document reader reader settings. Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue with the must-have apps, we come to the 29th episode in which the OCO packages happens to be the category for discussion. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. And that is your Envision document mode. Let's do the instant read, right? Start reading instantly. Okay, let's try that. Hello everyone and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue to know WTH the must have apps, we come to the 29th episode in Ricosio packages happens to be the category for discussion. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. No so there were a couple no of misses there, um, just like we had in both uh, Lookout and Speak in the um, Instant Read. All right. Now, the next one we want to take a look at would be the SuperSense. Folder OCR for Lookout. SuperSense. SuperSense. Menu button. Start reading button. So I'm going to start with the document mode first, and then I'm going to go to the... Um, Instant read. It really doesn't matter. We'll start with the instant read. I'm reading text. Please point your camera to a text. E. G R N G. O E. T E G. E. N G N G. I. Okay. Um, do I need to say anything about that? Start reading button. All right. So I'm going to hit start reading. Again. So, so I think you need to do the document read in SuperSense. Start reading. 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 Start reading.
Yeah, whenever I try to switch to the document mode, it crashes. It crashes. Oh, yes. That, even yeah. even when you're online. Yeah. So, and I think it's because it's Android 12. Yeah, um, if I, think I were that's running right. Android 11, it probably wouldn't have been the case. But uh, uh, so uh, we may not judge it based on this. So I'm going to try uh, the instant read again. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, sorry, the instant read I missed. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. As we continue with the most have apps, we come to the 29 OCO packages happens to be the category for discussion. Who's going to be crowned king? Stay tuned as we put these apps to the test. That's funny because it earlier on it didn't work. Uh, but I think after I clear it from the recent apps, now let's see if I could try to uh, clear it away and then see if I could bring up the document mode. So I'm going to clear it away from the recent Excel. apps. Envision AI okay. showing item home out of home screen one of five. Folder, OCR, logout, full, super sense. And let's see super if we sense. could get... Menu, but, flashlight, odd stop, have to switch read mode. Uh, and it crashed again. It's just... Um, app info, button, super sense keeps yeah. stopping. Yeah. That's a shame. App info, but, close app, button. Yeah, so I'm sorry, I, I couldn't do um, super sense in its true sense of the word. Uh, but at least you get an idea. And so that would be uh, super sense. And now let's discuss a little bit. After giving these guys permission, three for sure that we know work offline, and that would be Lookout, Speak, and Legere, uh, formerly known as Voice Dream Scanner. And what's interesting about that is, um, with the exception of Sullivan Plus, they are the three cheapest. So look out and speak are free. Absolutely uh, free. Voice Dream Scanner is $4.99. Now, SuperSense offers some stuff for free, but it doesn't offer the document reader for free. That's on subscription. Envision is subscription. And I think KNFB Reader, it, it, you buy it differently. It's an in-app purchase, so I can't see how much it is, but I'm pretty sure it's more than $4.99. Oh, oh definitely it's more than that. Well... <laughs> I, I, <laughs> well, all these three, um, I, I want to say that both Envision and SuperSense started out, was it maybe like $200? And when a cry went out from the community, and I'm talking about our blind community, uh, they slashed the prices by half, placing it at $100 for the lifetime subscription. And then now and then you may have a sales going on, like what we have right now, SuperSense is on sales, 40% uh, off, which uh, is $60 here in the U.S. Uh, what happens, though, is that if you're outside the U.S., you may be in a different region, it may be cheaper for you. So they're kind of like trying to price it accordingly. So um, $60, cents, 60, cents, $60 here in the U.S. <laughs> I wish it were $0.60. Cents. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's probably maybe about £60 pounds at the it, end. It of is. They, they've, done, <laughs> they've done pound for dollar, which means we get gypped slightly. But, uh, never mind. That's what it well, is. Well, actually, I think you guys... Oh, yeah. So if it's $60, so it's kind of a little bit... Uh, $60. Six, uh, £60. Pounds, I can't talk. Uh, <laughs> so you guys kind of... 
Uh, maybe it should have been maybe like 50 something pounds, right? I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah or at least maybe 55 pounds or something yeah, like I that. Think. But um, if you're, they're charging you um, 60 pounds, so it's the 40% off. That's what it is. And that's what they're basing it off at. So if you're in a particular region uh, and the price is like maybe 100 in your own currency, that 40% uh, off is going to be 40 off. You're getting it at 60 and yeah. uh, something like that. But yeah. they, um, if, if you take, I mean, yes, that, that, that's on sale. It's worth just talking about uh, the different ways that Envision and SuperSense handle subscription, though. Uh, their normal retail price is uh, $100, £100, pounds, but that's not the same if you want to subscribe per month or per year. So SuperSense per month is £4.99, and I think $4.99 and $49 for the year. In contrast, Envision is $1.99 a month and $19 for the year, albeit the lifetime subscriptions are identical. So, so you need to think what sort of bet you're making with yourself if you buy a lifetime subscription for those apps. Uh, for SuperSense, you are essentially saying that you think the app will be around for about two years. Uh, if you buy a lifetime subscription, because it's, you know, as I say, uh, $49 a year or $4.99 a month. Bear in mind that SuperSense does offer some features for free, like the um, instant read. Envision doesn't offer anything for free, but then again, its annual and monthly subscriptions are much cheaper than SuperSense's. But if you buy the lifetime subscription for Envision, to make that back, you need the app to last for four or five years. So just, just, just things to think about. And I do think it's interesting that those two, uh, which work out if you subscribe to them to be the most expensive, require you to be online when scanning documents. That was a nice summation of what these things all come down to, especially the two, uh, the SuperSense and the Envision. And it's really interesting that SuperSense is charging $4.99, $5 a month uh, if you want to do a monthly subscription to the $2 a month if you're going the route of the Envision. So there you are. You make your choice accordingly and or get the lifetime and both would cost you the same price, $100. Or maybe it depends on the region. Could be cheaper in other regions. I don't know, but I'm basing it off the US and the UK markets. Uh, it's 100 pounds or $100, right, Ed? Is it $100? Right. Uh, £100 at your end? Yeah. Now, if, if we want to be fair, we should say that SuperSense and Envision include other stuff, not just text reading. Uh, so, like, I, I can't remember if they both do all of it, but things like currency scanning, scene description, barcode reading. So uh, we are focusing on OCR today, so, so, so there are other features. Nonetheless, I think, I think it is interesting that the cheaper apps do offline scanning and those two don't. Yeah, and the other ones do have some of those features as well. We didn't go into those features as all that we are interested in today was just the ability to scan text because uh, in the uh, scan mode of the uh, SuperSense, no, SuperSense speak, you will find things like, you know, currency reading, uh, barcode, color detection, and all of that. And then the scene detection is also there in, in Lookout. 
and, and things like that, or food label and things like that. So um, these are some of the things, added benefits to those. Uh, if you want to sc- uh, scan a barcode, uh, some do well, some don't do well. But again, um, we were focusing on the ability to scan text, whether they can scan text online or offline, and you saw what the results are. So that is what we are calling the battle of the OCR packages. Who winds up on top of that hill? Yeah, who's on top then, Warren? What do you think? Who won? <laughs> Austin, who do you think sits on the top of, of this throne? I think Lookout sits on top because there were hardly any misses and it does everything offline. I don't think there was even a single miss with Lookout. The document mode was was absolutely perfect. And the um, the instant mode, there were a couple misses. It missed letter N in the word discussion. And I think it missed another letter in one of the words. I don't remember. Uh, now, the... Uh, uh, the Legere, which is unsung hero, also I think had a couple misses. Um, so it's kind of real hard uh, to determine. But I think I want to go with Austin. That lookout probably will sit on the top because at least it gives you that guidance mode verbally as to the tonal thing that the uh, Legere does. And of course, it depends on the person uh, in question. Some may prefer uh, hearing the tone, and the higher the tone with this uh, Legere scanner, that says, hey, you are having all four um, edges detected as to the voice guidance of uh, the um, lookout. I would agree those two those two are top. Um, I don't I don't mind Legere's voice guidance. Um, we, we didn't hear it, but among the also rans, if you're looking at SuperSense and Envision, I, overall I do prefer the Envision app, but I think SuperSense's voice guidance is better. The language is more natural than SuperSense's. Uh, you know, move top. What, what does move top means? What it really should say is something like move phone away from you or you know, move phone towards top of the page. I don't like Envision's voice guidance. Yeah. Uh, you know, just maybe move left, move right. Uh, it sounds better Those to are me. Fine. Yeah, yeah, but, but uh, if, you need, if you need to move it so that you can see the top of the page, what does move top mean? I don't, I don't really like move top. Yeah, move to uh, top of the page, bottom. you know, yeah, or something, something like that. Something like yeah, that. Move, move left and right are fine. We know what they mean. <laughs> we know what they mean. Move away from document, that's yeah. fine. It's, it's, it's the vertical axes. I don't think Envision's got right. SuperSense does it better. Yeah. So that's that's the battle of those things. So, and, yeah. uh, so who do you vote for, uh, Ed? I think I give it to Lookout on the nod. I think Lookout by a nose. Lookout, Lookout on the dip. You know, as they as they kicked off the bend with 350 to go with uh, Lookout and Legere Scanner, I, th- I think Lookout edges out Scanner just. I agree. And I think second would be the, uh, without a question, would be the Legere. And of course, yeah. Speak. I was surprised, though, that Speak did very well. You know, Speak, speak yeah. showed well. It, it, ran, it ran a quality final bend, I thought, Speak, to stay in the mix. And then it got the bronze medal, I thought. <laughs> 
<laughs> so those are our top three picks, and would, that would be look out, leisure, and speak. Now, Two if of them you are free have, and one of them's cheap. <laughs> yes, and and uh, that's right. So the the first one is absolutely free. The second one only costs you uh, five bucks, and the third one is absolutely free. So. You know, for me, free always sounds good. And so, you know, it's a win-win-win-win in all <laughs> three situations uh, for both the Lookout and the Speak scanning apps. So unusually, consensus breaks out amongst your co-hosts on the not only the best of the apps, but I think the order as well. Um, so, <laughs> which, is, which is unusual. So it must mean we've got something right. It is very unusual because usually we don't necessarily agree, but we're all in agreement on this. So I think something is right here. We don't usually agree. Warren thinks pixels are better than one. <laughs> That's another battle for another day. <laughs> <laughs> the phone battle. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, this has been wonderful, man. I love um, the exercise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, good, good thorough testing of the OCR apps, I think. Yeah. And now we move to our in focus section, and you should definitely keep a lookout for this, literally, because we are talking to uh, Scott Adams and Zoe Ortiz from Google about the aforementioned and previously demonstrated lookout. We are joined by two wonderful people from Google, from the lookout department. We have Zoe and Scott. Guys, would you please introduce yourselves to our listeners so we can talk about the wonderful product, and that would be Lookout. Sure. Um, my name is Scott Adams, and I am the product manager on the Google Lookout team. Um, let me go ahead and hand it over to Zoe. Um, hi, I'm Zoe, and I cover all of our accessibility and disability inclusion PR at Google. Thank you so much, guys. We're excited that you have joined us. And uh, Lookout has been a product that we've been using for quite a while now. And how about you guys tell us a little bit about the history when we got started? I think we got started, was that in 2018? I want to say somewhere around 2018, but I don't remember. I like to be the historian and sometimes mm -hmm. I, I get my dates mixed up. Uh, if you guys have any of history of that, could you share that? Tell us when that was or uh, the process of doing it and what led you to doing so and, and things like that. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, I may see if Zoe can fill in any of the early days details. Um, I was not on the team when originally formed, but I can give you a bit of a feel for it. So I know we had our official uh, 1.0 launch back in very early 2019. Um, we've done a lot of work before then, though. Um, and to kind of give you an idea of where it started, um, as you probably know, um, at Google, we're often trying to build products with and for people with disabilities and you know, really trying to leverage the power of technology to make the world more accessible and um, enabling folks with disabilities to, to have more options to live more independently if they wish. And the idea really started within uh, the overall accessibility team. Um, we were working on, on a lot of different projects with different groups that were trying to make the phone more accessible or make apps more accessible or kind of do things that was really that were really intended to make the device itself more accessible, which is important and was great work. Uh, and then someone had the idea, well, what if we kind of turn that work outwards? What if we can make the physical world more accessible? 
What if we could use the camera and start looking around and trying to understand what's in the environment and providing information back to the user? And that was really kind of the, the inception, the big idea that kicked off Lookout. And that's kind of where we began. Um, Zoe, did I leave anything uh, important and juicy out of that? No, you did not. Great. Because I remember it was during one of those Google IOs and they had mentioned something in passing to that effect. And we were all going gaga over it. And we had different ideas. We didn't know exactly what it was going to be like. And I think it was Sundar Pichai. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember who it was that talked about it. And we were so excited about it. And we were just imagining, hey, I'm going to have like a phone on a lanyard around my neck and mm -hmm. I'm going around and trying to explore things and all of that. And so when it finally came, because I know then, you know, there was a beta that was open to people to test mm -hmm. and all of that. And then before it came, uh, first came out to those of us in the U.S. And I think for those of us in the U.S., probably it came in late 2018. I don't remember before it uh, finally opened to the world, um, mm -hmm. maybe like as late as last year, wasn't it? I think so. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, last year was when our uh, V2.0 launched, and that was really a big turning point for us for many reasons. But one thing you did allude to that you're exactly right about is we went from being really a kind of U.S. and English-focused uh, application to trying to open it up to the world. Um, we always wanted to do that. Uh, we want to support uh, all users everywhere. Um, but we really wanted to make sure we understood what uh, what people wanted and made sure we we're doing a good job delivering um, before kind of crossing that bridge. That's great. So, guys, you have any questions for Zoe and Scott Adam? One question uh, I have got, we've got a range of uh, experiences. You listen to the podcast, you know, some people just starting out with Android, uh, some people been using it for, for years. I just wonder if you could tell perhaps those newer to Android, what, it, what is Lookout? Sure, sure. That's a great question. Um, so the, the easiest way to think of it is it's a talking camera. So Lookout is going to... Uh, describe what it's seeing through the camera's lens. And we have um, a few different modes. So we have ways of recognizing text, either kind of brief incidental text or an entire document. Uh, we recognize US currency. Um, we recognize packaged foods by their label or by their barcode. Uh, we know that barcodes can sometimes be hiding on different parts of packaging. So actually being able to recognize it by the barcode can be very helpful. And then last but not least, we also have what we call explore mode, which is the camera trying to describe what it's seeing. So in my environment, that might be a chair and a desk and a wall and a couch. Um, and what we're trying to do here is give a bit more information and flexibility to our users. Um, many of them prefer to use uh, Lookout with the screen reader that comes with Android, which is called TalkBack. So kind of between those two, uh, we think we can enable a pretty exciting rich experience for, for users, for people using Lookout. Indeed. And, you know, one of my favorite uh, parts of the Lookout has to do with that instant text recognition, because all I do is simply point to a text. And it, it helps me when it comes to sorting my mail. And that's one of the features that I, that I use the most when I use my Lookout 
And it's a great product. I really like it. And most especially document scanning is another good one. But like I said, the most important thing for me is that uh, the exploration, you know, using it to find things or, you know, something is in my way. I want to know what it is. Or the food label uh, scan, that's probably one of my favorite ones too, because the food label helps me a lot as a blind person, you know, cooking, because um, there are days that uh, the cooking falls on my shoulder and using it to uh, find my ingredients for the cooking. Um, we got a lot of stuff in the pantry and I don't want to grab dog food <laughs> or something crazy like that uh, mm-hmm. to cook for my family. So. I find it to be really interesting because it does not only tell me what it is, but it gives me other information that I probably didn't know was there. So I think for people that are looking for something to know exactly uh, how to go about their eating habits, maybe you're on a diet or whatever, and you want to try to avoid certain things, I'm surprised that thing tells me like the content of the food and all of that. So I find that really helpful as OCR package in helping me figure out what my food has. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And um, it's exciting to hear. And we really were able to build this by getting a lot of direction feedback uh, from you know, our, our the, the various testing groups and our partners who could help us understand, okay, what's easy about using packaged food? What's hard about that? What can we do to improve that? So that feature very much was inspired from and directed from uh, folks like you saying, hey, you know, barcodes are a good start, but what else can you do to make this a little bit easier, a little bit faster? And as it is, I was thinking about this card and Zoe, and I was kind of saying, hey, you know, we got Lookout now, and I hope that, you know, Google doesn't pull it down at some point. And if they do, maybe replace it with something else. But because, you know, we know that, you know, Google and you guys, I love you guys, don't misunderstand me. But <laughs> you guys have the tendency of pulling down or throwing away stuff that we have come to love. And I hope that you don't pull Lookout down at some point. Well, that's a great question. (laughs) And we are absolutely committed to building products and services that can be truly helpful, improve people's lives, and enable more dependence and empower our users. And we are really, I'm very excited about the opportunity. Um, And we have a lot more to learn also. So that's kind of why I bring up this this fact that we work so closely uh, with folks who are blind low vision, because we'll often come up with hypotheses on our team that we think, oh, maybe this will work, maybe that'll work, here's a cool feature. And we found that sometimes things that are neat or cool ideas don't actually work the way uh, people who are using the product want them to. Um, and one thing that's really exciting about kind of doing this work is that discovery. And what's even cooler is as we make these discoveries, as we de- develop these features, we find time and again that features that were built for accessibility often become very useful outside of just those use cases. So like a very broad example would be something like captioning, which, which we don't do, but other products do. But that's not that's useful for so many people. If I'm in a loud environment, that's useful for me. And going back to Lookout, I have typical site, but I've actually used Lookout's document mode often to copy and paste a bunch of text from a physical document. I actually find that to be the easiest way to do it. So kind of coming back to the overall question, like this is an area of like ongoing and increasing investment for us. We're really excited about that. 
Talking about document modes, Scott, maybe this is more like a request. If we could have the ability to save, I know when one goes back into the history, it's kind of there, but it could be like a feature that we could save documents where I have a folder where I store all my scanned documents or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, or choose a different folder on my phone to uh, store such documents. And also, for us blind people, it's all about the TTS. Our last episode from last week is called That Raving TTS Engine. Mm. And for us, it's all about the TTS engines. And so, for me, I have like multiple TTS uh, voices, and I like the fact that I would choose. I want to use a different TTS voice for a different uh, different uh, job. Like maybe if I'm doing scanning, and I want to use maybe um, a vocalizer TTS to do my lookout uh, readouts or things like that. Mm. I think it would be nice if you guys look into that because I think that's the missing feature uh, mm. on lookout that we don't have. And it's a lot of Google products are like that, especially for us, the blind and inclusively also that has to do with uh, playbooks. And of late, I noticed that playbooks uses those random voices from Google, which is nice. But we would love to see a capability where we could choose what TTS voice we want to use or TTS engine rather we would like to use with Lookout. I think that would be nice. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. And I would say you are not the only person asking for that. So it's definitely something that we have had our eyes on. In terms of another feature um, with the explore mode, I wonder if there'd been any calls for that to be able to take stills. So just to be able to shoot plain photos because and Android's not blessed with many accessible camera apps. Google Camera is obviously uh, short of side loading. It's not available for all third party phones. And then you sort of down to whatever the manufacturer has done. But mm-hmm. but look out if it could take stills, probably would be the most accessible camera app on any platform. I wonder if anyone had asked for that. Interesting. So just to make sure I'm clear on the use case, this is the desire to take photos of any sort uh, with better accessibility uh, tools built into it. Okay, so Edward is pointing at something and it tells Edward, uh, you are looking at, XYZ. And therefore, he wants to shoot that picture, knowing he's shooting a picture of XYZ, mm-hmm. and therefore uh, knows that I just shot a picture of XYZ. And since Lookout recognizes it as XYZ, that label will then go on that, um, on that picture that he just shot. So when he goes into his gallery, he's not going to be guessing and trying to find out, oh, where's that picture that I took of... Uh, my dog or, or of that cool looking bench in the park. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Is that yep, not yeah. what you're talking about, Edward? Labeling would be the nice to have. I, th- I think shooting the picture in the first place and, and labeling is a logical extension because the ability to do that with most of the camera apps is limited and Lookout probably gives the best description. So if it, yeah, if, yeah. If it labeled it all the better, but even to be able to, to shoot the still. Yep, that. That's also one that we have uh, we have heard before, and is another thing that we have very much on our radar. Um, I realize I'm being a little bit vague about kind of what we might be working on when, but um, I need to be a little, you know, leave a few more surprises in the uh, in the bag. So I've got three questions. One is, especially in India, phones are coming with these multi cameras, three back cameras, four back cameras. Mm-hmm. Is lookout uh, will lookout make any improvement if? 
multiple cameras are used or can it use multiple cameras uh, that's a great question so overall uh the performance should remain or improve over time uh one thing we look at a lot is how does lookout perform across a wide range of camera uh camera settings and trying to make sure that we're optimizing for the the best image quality coming into lookout so that we can then give better results on ocr uh on object detection etc so uh, we should we should play very well with the new multi-camera phones coming out. So the second question is, does Lookout do or is there any plan to launch the hand rec- handwriting recognition in the future? Uh, again, that's a it's a hot topic that is something very much on our radar. Um, I can't say if we'll do it or not or when, but I can tell you it's definitely something that we've been keeping um, at the, on our list. Okay, the last question. Can you tell us some of the fe- uh, features that Lookout will come in the future? Some of the features that our listeners can stay tuned for? Oh, I would love to. I can't do that, but I would absolutely love to. Um, I will say that we are working on some things that we think are pretty exciting um, and will move us in some pretty interesting directions. So... Uh, without being able to give any direct notes, um, I think folks who are using Lookout will be happy that they are. And uh, I'd say stay tuned on that. Thanks. So one of the comments, how I use Lookout, another use case is I work in the IT department in our office. And when we mm-hmm. have to start servers, it takes like, we have very old servers. So it takes like mm-hmm. five minutes or seven minutes for the server to boot. So what mm-hmm. I do is I use Lookout and like after some time, I just go to the screen and do a document recognition or text recognition and see what the booting process is saying. Is there any mm. error or is it going? I use it for that. That's fascinating. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great use, Austin. I use that too, you know, like when I'm setting up something that doesn't have speech. And I tell you, I can't tell you how many times that thing has saved my bacon. <laughs> I'm telling you. So it's a very useful feature, especially that text mode, because it changes with real time. Uh, If the screen changes, you want to know what has changed. And so that totally makes sense. And uh, to comment about uh, Austin's second question, uh, Scott, I would love to see when we'll have that handwritten recognition. But then, you know, Google Lens does that. It's something that it kind of goes under the radar. I would love to see us talking more and more about Google Lens. Mm. And I think we're going to be focusing on that in our upcoming uh, episode when we talk about OCR packages this weekend, because Google Lens is an unsung hero that needs to be mentioned. It does a lot of things and all that handwritten recognition is right there in Google Lens. And I always find myself saying, hey, you know, it'll be so neat to see Lookout kind of bundle that feature from Lens or whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. I happen to be one of those that believe that, you know, Google can do anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm kind of optimistic that we'll have that down the road sometimes, but uh, it's there in Lens. And if one has has to uh, use uh, something for handwritten recognition, that could be something to use because, Scott, I'm thinking of a student in a classroom and someone is writing something on a chalkboard Mm -hmm. and they could use that to read that stuff. And 
with its current implementation, it has to be a printed text. But uh, if we have handwritten recognition, that would be huge because I think that's where uh, apps like Envision and Sullivan Plus kind of have that edge over Lookout. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they do some fine work, and, and we are definitely looking at areas um, that we want to do uh, similar things and areas where we may go um, in a bit of a different direction. Um, but yes, I'd say your, your feedback uh, from all of you is, is loud and clear on that one. Thank you so much. Scott and Zoe, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to chat about Lookout. No, absolutely. Thank you for, for the opportunity. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Um, and anytime you'd like to, uh, we'd be happy to do it again. Well, great. So how about when some new things happen, we're going to have you come back again and let's talk about those new things and reflect on what we talked about a while ago. And now here we are talking about some new things. How about we do that again? Zoe, are that sounds you in? terrific. We'd love to. <laughs> All right. Good. Thank you sounds so great. much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day, and thanks again for the opportunity. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Well, that was a really interesting session from a couple of weeks ago. What do you think, Warren? It was a beautiful sit-down that we had together with uh, Scott and Zoe. It was excellent. These are the guys from the Lookout Department, and I am glad they got to sit down with us and talk about Lookout and some of the things that they may be bringing in the future. They're working on it. It's a work in progress. And so, like we've seen, Lookout sits there on top of that hill. And it's always been my go-to uh, scanning uh, app for quite a while now. And I'm looking forward to when other different modes come to the Lookout app. What I'm really looking forward to with OCR apps as well, Lookout included, is when scene descriptions get slightly better. I think at the minute I'll be charitable and call it a proof of concept rather than gimmicky. But you look at photo descriptions and scenes and where it says stuff like may contain one person and sky. Um, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with that. I mean, it's kind of interesting and better than the photo descriptions we used to have. I think I've thought about how I think it probably needs to get better. And I think it needs to get better at understanding the relation between different things in the picture. So what I don't think at the minute it's describing what a sighted person would see when they look at the photo. I mean, I'm sure I, I will get that, but I think that's where I want to see things like Lookout and the other scene description apps that we've looked at, albeit not strictly speaking OCR. A good observation, sure. And, you know, some of these things, yeah, do we have a capability of getting there? I think that we could. Now, um, now I'm not deluding myself here. Uh, there are certain things that I'm not sure that we could actually really achieve uh, what the regular seeing eye does, you know. <laughs> but I'm thinking that somehow we're moving in that direction. And one of these days, definitely, we're going to have very accurate uh, description or whatever is going on. Uh, I am such an optimist. So I'm thinking we will get there. Right now, there is sometimes me, a little bit iffy. Yeah, let, let me give you an example of what I would like it to be. So uh, Montreal Canadiens got to the Stanley Cup final uh, against the Golden Knights the other day. If you had a picture after that game with a Montreal Canadiens fan who had checked into the stadium, it would probably say something like, 
you know, one person's sports stadium, maybe you get sports jersey. That would be it. What it should probably try and do is see what sports stadium it is, see what sports jersey it is, see when the picture was taken, see what the score was, and try and determine that person's mood based on that picture. So Montreal Canadian fans ridiculously happy because he's got to the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 28 years, rather than picture may contain person in sports stadium, jersey, sky. Exactly. And and that's the type of thing I'm talking about. That body yeah, language or facial expression, yeah. uh, all of those things. Uh, it's, I'm not sure, you know, would our OCR packages, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, catch up in this field or not? These well, are some it, of the things. It, but it should, use, it should use the relational data. So if they've checked into the sports stadium and they're wearing the colours that Canadians play in, <laughs> it could check both of those things. It doesn't, it doesn't need exclusively to rely on the facial expression, I don't think. I think it should be able to use relational outlying factors to make a bit of a judgment call. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. But for now, if you live alone and have material that you need to be read and all of that, uh, you could use one of these and come yeah. up with a nice result. And including Sullivan Plus, by the way, if you um, have internet access. So all of these that we tried, uh, all will do well, really, when it comes to think of it. All of them would do well. Uh, some would need internet access, and while others wouldn't need internet access. So it depends on your situation, where you're at, and all of that, then uh, make that choice accordingly to suit that particular situation or that need. Indeed. And I want to reset the moral compass. You might not live alone. You just might want to hide things from your sighted spouse. Not saying you should, but obviously you can. Yeah, and there's sometimes there are some things that you don't want someone to read for you, and I don't want to be over reliant on my either my kids or my spouse or my friend. Um, so this, whether you live alone or don't live alone, it is good to be able to help yourself. And I've always championed that part that you know whatever I can do for myself, I do. I don't go asking my wife to help me with it because I don't want to get her, you know, kind of stressed out after a while, you know, overworked. It's just no good. If I can help myself, I'll do it. I will only ask my wife if everything else fails. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. That's how I do it. Yeah, that's, that's what I tend to do. As yeah. Well. And finally this week, uh, the My Android Journey section is brought to us by John Dyer. Hi, my name is John. I'm from the US, Virginia to be exact, and this is my Android journey. I should probably start by saying that I have a deteriorating eye condition called retinitis pigmentosa. So I've been legally blind for 20 years. And currently I have no central vision at all and just some light perception in my peripheral vision. But about 10 or 12 years ago when I first started using smartphones, I had a lot more usable vision, so I didn't need all the accessibility features that I need today. I'm pretty much completely dependent on a screen reader these days, but it wasn't always like that. 
So, the f last feature phone I used was called the LG Envy 3, and it was, it had a QWERTY keyboard that you could use in landscape mode. It was a slide-out keyboard, and I was able to use that phone. I'm not sure if it had any accessibility features. If it did, I didn't use them. I just held it really close to my face, and I could basically just use the tactile bumps on the keyboard to find all the keys with my thumbs, and I got pretty good at typing like that. But that was the last feature phone that I used before I ended up getting a smartphone. And when I did get a smartphone, it actually wasn't an Android phone or an iOS device. It was a Windows phone. It was Windows Phone 7 when they first made the transition from Windows Mobile 6 to Windows Phone 7 was a completely redesigned UI with touchscreens and I decided that that was probably the best time to go ahead and get a smartphone being that I was a big Windows fan at the time. The first Windows phone I got was called the Samsung Focus and it, it was just a touchscreen phone. It didn't have a slide-out keyboard, although Windows phones at the time you could get with slide-out keyboards. I decided to just go ahead and try to get used to using a touchscreen. And it actually wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be because when you enabled the high contrast mode in Windows Phone, the way the keyboard worked, it showed you a large preview of whatever key your thumb was on right above your thumb before you would release it. So even though I couldn't see the letters on the keyboard, I could see the preview of the letters before I would release it. So that helped me a lot in transitioning to typing with a touchscreen. I had a lot of Windows phones over the years and I stuck with them until the very end uh, with Windows t Phone 10. And when they called it quits, I had to make the decision to either go to Android or iOS, and it was a very easy decision. I had no interest in iOS at all. So when I switched to Android, I ended up going with the Nexus 6P. I believe it was running Marshmallow at the time, if I'm not mistaken. So it was very user-friendly when it came to accessibility. Talkback was in a good state at that point and the magnification gestures were working and it was just a very mature platform by the time I ended up switching so it was a great experience for me I loved it I just spent hours and hours customizing it and I couldn't believe what you could do with it I ended up getting into rooting. I ended up getting into ROMs. I used Cyanogen Mod for a long time. And even when I stopped using ROMs, I would still root my devices. 
and use the exposed framework to make my device a little more customizable. So I could set like volume buttons to do what I wanted or set different fingers on the fingerprint reader to launch different apps and stuff like that. And I just absolutely loved everything I could do with an Android phone. It just became a hobby for me, really. It wasn't a tool like an iPhone is. That's what people love about iPhone is it It just gets done what they need it to do. But in my case, you know, I wanted to play around with it. I wanted to make it work the way I wanted it to work. I didn't want to be told how I'm supposed to do things. And it was just a lot of fun. I've used so many different Android devices over the years. I've tried LG. I've tried HTC. I had a BlackBerry Key 1 when it came out. I've used Samsung phones, OnePlus phones, Pixel phones. But what I've mainly stuck to is Pixel, just because stock Android seems to always work better for me. Also, big fan of OnePlus because I like the features they add to stock and they keep it pretty stock, so there's not too many issues with accessibility. Uh, one of my favorite features on the OnePlus phones in Oxygen OS is the screen off gestures where you can control your music and launch different apps and turn on and off the flashlight just from doing a gesture on the screen without even having to turn your phone on. So I've had a lot of pixels over the years, but right now my daily driver is a Samsung Galaxy S21 Plus. I figured I'd go with Samsung this year since they are using TalkBack now instead of Voice Assistant. Also, Google seems to have taken the year off, in my opinion, when it comes to Pixel devices. They didn't really put the best flagship processor in their Pixels, in the Pixel 5, so it looks like that's because they're planning on doing their own silicon for the Pixel 6, which, if that's the case, I'll probably be jumping back on that bandwagon. I do have a Pixel 3a XL right now just because I like to see what the next version of Android is going to be like. So I have it to run the beta version of the next Android, even though that's not my daily driver. So that's pretty much my Android journey. I tried not to ramble on too much. I really enjoy talking about Android and I really enjoy listening to the podcast. I haven't been listening that long, just a, maybe a month or two. And you guys have really done a great job with it. It's nice to find somebody, some people with a blind perspective on technology while still being as enthusiastic about the technology as I am. So it's really been a lot of fun for me. So thank you for that. 
And that indeed is my most favorite segment of the episode or the podcast. Now, Ed forgot to mention that because, you know, I am huge, huge (laughs) when it comes to the Android journey stories, because these are stories that tell about real life experiences with Android devices. And it's been my favorite and will always be my favorite because some of them bring laughter to your you know, (laughs) through our lips and some bring tears to the eye just from laughing and all of that. So it is indeed my favorite segment of the episode. And that's my Android journey story. And thank you so much, John, uh, for giving us your story. And that for this week, as they say, is a wrap. Austin, how do people find us? People can find us in many ways. They can find us by visiting us On the website, blindandroidusers.com, they can find a podcast in every every app that is used to get podcasts. So they can do that. They can also find a YouTube channel. And as I said in the announcements, it has become very easy now. So it's youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. If you have any questions or comments that you want to send us, you can email it to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. And we would like you to come live and give us your Android journey story. But if you want to record and send it to us, you can send it to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. You can subscribe to our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io and follow us on Telegram, Twitter and Club on Clubhouse, and the links will be in the show notes. So all this information that I just said will be in the show notes. And that is it from us this week. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. It flew fast, and we'll see you guys next week. Adios, amigos y amigas. And that has been another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. As always, we appreciate hearing from you. You send those email messages to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. For those My Android Journey stories, we encourage you to send those to myandroidjourney at blindandroidusers.com. Until we see you in our next episode, you have a wonderful day.